Good morning and welcome to the Economics Weekly Podcast. It's the 9th of March and I'm joined today by Nathan Sweeney and Solomon Nevins in London. It's been a dramatic week, another dramatic week, and expectations for the spread of the coronavirus have become so severe that we saw an emergency rate cut by the US Federal Reserve last week. Nathan, that did not reassure the markets. It had exactly the opposite effect. Yeah, so I think if you look at last week, um, obviously markets started off on the right foot. We had a good equity market performance on Monday, and then we had this surprise rate cut by the Fed on Tuesday, which nobody was expecting. And they weren't expecting it because the Fed is expected to meet next week. So why would they come out and cut rates? So the market's initial reaction was actually to sell off because the key question for investors is, what does the Fed know that we don't that they would need to cut now opposed to in two weeks' time? And it actually led to a sell-off. So it was an alarming move. And how did the markets react specifically in terms of sectors? Yeah, so if you take a look at the sector breakdown, it was very different. So if you think of defensive sectors like utilities, they did really well on the week. So quite a strong performance coming from utilities, nearly up 8%. But on the flip side of that, financials got hammered. So they were down 8% on the week on the expectation of lower profit margins because of lower interest rates. And low interest rates going forward, possibly from here. It looks likely that you know, central banks globally are going to commit to keeping rates lower for longer and possibly cutting further from here. So we get a couple of central bank meetings and we expect to see more cuts coming through. So the other dramatic move over the week was in the oil price. Indeed, oil was down 10% last week which feels dramatic until you look at this morning's performance where oil's down 30%. So shocking moves on an oil price. And that's really being driven by what appears to be a, an emerging price war between OPEC, Russia and US shale suppliers. We were saying only last week that the OPEC meeting could bring more production cuts. Absolutely. So the expectation at the start of last week was that OPEC and Russia would agree to cut 600,000 barrels per day from production. Over the course of the week, that increased to expectations of a million barrels per day cut. And then by Friday, the market was expecting 1.5 million barrels per day to be cut. So when Russia and OPEC left the meeting with no agreement to cut, the market took this incredibly badly. So the official narrative from the Russians was that they want more time to assess the impact of coronavirus on oil demand before implementing a plan of cuts. But the unofficial story, and what a lot of speculators believe is the true narrative, is that Russia are using this as an opportunity to squeeze North American oil producers in the shale basins, who have increasingly grown their market share over recent years. So the follow-on from this was that on Saturday, Saudi Arabia announced that they would be cutting the price of the oil that they export to US, Europe and Asia by as much as $8 a barrel. And these price cuts are amongst the largest in history and really shows that the price war is ramping up. And with over a million barrels of spare capacity in Saudi Arabia, this has got further to run. Why would Saudis be trying to do this at this point? They're trying to squeeze Russia on this, really. So they want Russia back at the negotiating table to agree coordinated efforts to you know, help support prices over the long term. And as a low-cost producer, they're in a position where they're able to weather the low-price environment. And they'll still be profitable at these levels. You know, for Russia and other exporters around the world, they're really going to feel the squeeze. And this is going to have a massive impact on their ability to implement fiscal spending at a time when the expectation is that fiscal spending should be increased to try and combat the coronavirus impact on demand. 
It's a very difficult situation and the fear of what could happen next has certainly been playing out in the bond market. Yeah, it's been playing out heavily in the high yield bond market where there's a lot of issuance of US and energy companies and there's a lot of refinancing to be done in 2021 and 2022 and with these companies carrying quite high levels of debt, their ability to access credit at a time where oil prices are below $30 a barrel is going to be very challenged. These businesses on average are profitable at around $50 per barrel. But we also expect this to play out in other areas of the market. Energy companies are generally very high yielding on the equity side, so they play a big part in dividend factor indices. And it's also going to play out in the debt of countries that have a large export in oil. So emerging market debt investments and funds could find themselves under a fair amount of stress. But on the other hand, the government bond markets are particularly sought after at a time like this. Yes, government bonds continue to reach record low yields. Pricing, you know, what is really a very bearish growth outlook for the global economy. Um, and also the expectation that inflation is going to be non-existent over the short and medium term. Not least because of the oil price. Absolutely. The oil price weakness just feeds into that and exacerbates you know, the already weak pricing environment that's likely to unfold from just less economic activity from coronavirus restrictions on activity. So we've seen investors chasing safe haven assets again, such as utilities, as you said, Nathan, and government bonds. Just looking at the week ahead, we're expecting central banks to come in and help the markets with more support, possibly. Nathan, the ECB meets this week. Are you looking for anything from them? Yeah, so, you know, if we think about central banks, obviously we've seen the Fed its last week and very little positive impact within markets. So I'm not sure how much central banks can do in terms of cutting rates to reassure the markets. We do have that ECB meeting. We have a number of central banks in the coming weeks, Bank of England after that, and then back to the Fed. Uh, so I think what markets are specifically focusing on now is there has been talk about fiscal stimulus, and this is what markets will specifically be looking for. So are we seeing government spending coming through? Are we seeing tax cuts coming through? Because that could be the next driver of growth, because the markets are relying less, it seems, on those rate cuts. And we can see that in the price reaction of markets. And also, I think what's important is obviously spread and containment. So depending on the spread of coronavirus, and if we see containment coming through, this could be a real catalyst for markets, because if we look at valuations, they're cheap. We'll watch these events with interest. Thank you both very much. Thank you.